Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Oh my God, you guys are my favorite. This is the Rich Eisen Show. Rich Eisen. I know what I'm talking about. That's the headline. The Rich Eisen Show with guest host Brian Weber. OMG. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Oh my gosh. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Brian Weber. It's another hour of the program, and it is wonderful to have you with us on this Christmas Day. 844-204-7424, the number to call. You can always slide in on Twitter, not into my DMs. Just tweet at me, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. NFL dominating the conversation. We're just moments away from the first of three games getting underway. And once kickoffs comes our way at Arrowhead in Kansas City, I'll keep you updated as to how things are playing out in that divisional matchup between the Raiders and the Chiefs. NBA with five games today. First game, getting closer to halftime with two minutes to go in the first half. Knicks in front of the Bucks, 52-41. Big first half for Jalen Brunson. He's got 17 to lead everybody. Let's talk some hoops with an old friend, Sean Devaney, NBA insider for Heavy.com. Sean, you were a regular on the second version of the Brian Weber show that got canceled. That was on the late, great NBC Sports Radio. We have not chatted in many years. How are you? And Merry Christmas. Good to talk to you again, Brian. Merry Christmas to you. Doing well. Hope you're doing well, too. I am doing well, and I appreciate you taking the time on a holiday. So let's start with the game I just alluded to. And forget about the details of what's happening on the court at MSG. Let's focus on the Bucks. We know they have the nucleus of a super team with Giannis and Damian Lillard, but from what you've seen so far, and it's a pretty large sample size, about 30 games into the regular season, how much do you think they miss what Drew Holiday brought this team defensively? Yeah, I think uh, yeah, obviously you see what they're doing offensively where they're putting up 135, 140 points a night. Uh, you know, they've got that kind of firepower. Uh, I think the question was always going to, I think there's always going to be two questions really about this team. Uh, one was Adrian Griffin, the new head coach. Obviously, anytime you get a, a, a first time head coach, uh, and he's a very, very experienced guy, you know, he's been uh, in basketball at every level from the CBA uh, on up now to being a head coach. Uh, but, you know, you do get concerned about whether he can handle the uh, the big stage. So that was always going to be a question even before they made the move uh, for Damian Lillard. And then you swap out Lillard for Drew Holiday, and then you have to worry about, you know, what does that do for you defensively in the playoffs? Do you have guys now on the floor who other teams can target uh, defensively? And, and, and certainly that's been uh, one of the stories of Damian Lillard's career uh, in the NBA. So, yeah, that is, I, I think those two big questions uh, were always going to be there for the Bucks, and no matter how well they play in the regular season, uh, it's still going to come down to uh, whether those two questions go Milwaukee's way uh, in the playoffs. 
Talking Hoops with Sean Devaney, NBA Insider for Heavy.com. Sean, I am a recovering Nick fan. I grew up in the New York Tri-State area, so I've gone through all the ups and downs, primarily downs, with this franchise, especially since James Dolan became the owner. Still, if I take a step back and try to view things with objectivity, a lot to like about this team. And Jalen Brunson, I mentioned the big first half, steady player, one of a handful of players actually willing to play for Team USA, although it did not go well at the FIBA World Cup. Are the Knicks ever going to find somebody, other than Carmelo Anthony, anybody who's a legitimate superstar willing to take Jimmy Dolan's money so this team has a real number one go-to option? They've been Certainly they've been in the market for one. Uh, but they've been remarkably patient. I think what they've done in the past, if you go back, uh, you know, 20 years, basically, uh, since Patrick Ewing left, uh, you know, they've, what they've done is they've tried to bring guys in and make them into superstars, even if they weren't up, up to the role. Uh, and, and we've seen that time and time again, whether it's a guy like Stephon Marbury, uh, you know, we, we, we've seen the Knicks. Uh, try to force superstardom on players who just weren't ready for it. Um, what 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 you're seeing now from this front office and what's been impressive is the level of patience that they've had, uh, where they haven't gone and and chased every shiny object uh, that's been out there. They've they, they've really waited. Uh, they've collected all these draft picks. Uh, at some point, though, they've got to cash in. They've got to cash in those picks, and they've got to bring somebody in. Um, and, and, you know, there's only so many years that they can go out and be a 45 to 46, 47 win team, leave the playoffs in the first round and say, well, we're being patient. Eventually you've got to, you've got to, you've got to take that next step. Um, I think one of the problems they've got is, is that a lot of the players they might've hoped would be on the market, like a Carl Anthony town, uh, Joel Embiid, those guys are not, you know, those, those teams have played well, those guys are not on the market. So, uh, it's going to be tough for the Knicks to find that next superstar, but they're looking, no, no, no question about it. Well, when you mentioned Patrick Ewing, I think you said it all. That is the curse of the Knicks. Looking ahead, always intriguing when the Celtics and Lakers get together. Let's go positive first. I enjoy watching the Celtics. I, I like the way the ball moves. I mentioned Holiday coming over to give them a defensive presence, and they've reshaped the roster with the Porzingis deal as well. Mm-hmm. How much are you buying this team taking the next step in the postseason and getting back to the NBA Finals this year? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's going to come down to health. Obviously, when you bring in Kristaps Porzingis, you are taking uh, that chance. You are uh, you know, playing the tarot cards, you're playing the crystal ball, you're, you're trying to find every bit of good juju you can get out there because you're going to need it uh, to make sure he stays healthy and that he's healthy uh, in April, May, and June, uh, assuming that you're going to make that level of run. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to come down to can he stay healthy. They're very, very short on the bench uh, once you get past their starting five. Uh, that's just the way it is in the NBA, that if you're going to load up on your starting five, you're not going to be able to have enough money there for uh, for the depth pieces, and they don't have the depth pieces, so they need to stay healthy. And again, you know, just like we mentioned with, with Adrian Griffin, I think Joe Missoula is, is a real wild card there. Mm-hmm. He was sort of forced into that job at, you know, 34, now he's 35. 
Uh, and, uh, and, you know, that's, that's, that's a big job to have to take on with as little uh, experience as he has behind him. And we saw that borne out last year with some very questionable decisions in the postseason, although he's got Jeff Van Gundy now as an advisor, so going out and mm-hmm. getting more seasoned basketball minds to help things out. Hey, before we move on to the Lakers, and the standings tell part of the story, but you watch all these games. Could I make the argument that Boston is clearly the best team in the East, or do you think it's tighter than that? Yeah, I think I think they clearly are on both ends of the floor. You know, we talked about how good Milwaukee's been uh, offensively, uh, but you know, defensively, they, they, they just don't show what what Boston is able to do. Uh, so yeah, I think I think they are sort of head head and shoulders above everybody else. Philadelphia's been very very good with the circumstances that they've been put into. Uh, but they are they are still uh, at the level of just being a pretty good team and not not, not a great team that really has a chance uh, to win the Eastern Conference. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich. We're taking you across the NBA with Sean Devaney, longtime NBA scribe. He's worked for many outlooks outlets. Now check out his fine work as the NBA insider for Heavy.com. Sean, I'm based in Southern California, and I don't want to pile on the Lakers. I more than I normally do because I have so many Laker fans in my life. So let me back up and ask you more of a neutral question. When the team was able to bring back most of the components that made that unlikely run to the Western Conference Finals last year, what were your expectations for the Lakers heading into this season? You know, I I did think that they would be able to pick up the momentum that they had gained after the trade deadline, all the moves they made at the trade deadline, that they'd be able to pick up the momentum they gained uh, and really kind of keep pushing forward and, and be a team that uh, uh, that was a clear contender in the Western Conference. So, you know, from that standpoint, uh, I'd, I'd, I'd have to put them down as a disappointment where they are. You know, certainly they've shown flashes of what they can do, uh, but, uh, but I think you, there's no other way to paint it then, uh, than they're a disappointment where they are right now. And we could spend an hour talking about all of the talented teams in the West. I'll be respectful of your time, given it it is a holiday. Fifth and final game coming up tonight, Dallas on the road in Phoenix. It's hard to get a handle on where the Suns are because we've not seen a ton of Bradley Beal, Devin Booker, and Kevin Durant together on the floor at the same time. Based on what you've seen and your projection, what's your outlook for Phoenix the rest of the way? Yeah, and... uh, I agree with what you're saying about about Bradley Beal and that team and sort of being an unknown. But at the same time, if there's one thing that we did know about Bradley Beal, it's that he was only going to play a certain number of games. That's just been the story of his career in the last four or five years. So, you know, it's it's when you take the gamble on Bradley Beal, you can't be surprised when he's out half the time. That's 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 been where he's at, you know, for the last couple of years. So, uh, you know, they took a chance with that, and and there was a reason why when. Washington was trying to move Bradley Beal. They couldn't get anybody for him, and 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 that was why he's just not been healthy. Uh, and 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 certainly Phoenix is trying to deal with that at that point at this point. And again, you know they they loaded up with the three stars with Devin Booker, Bradley Beal, and Kevin Durant, and and uh, just really not much behind them. And and I think you're really seeing them pay the price for that. Uh, the bench is is really really thin. Uh, the rest of the starting five isn't great. Uh, they're a terrible uh, three-point shooting team. You know, they don't take a whole lot of threes. They don't create a lot of space. Uh, so you've got three big names in there, uh, but I don't see a lot of 
sensible roster construction. And, and I think that's really costing them at this point. And I don't see that changing. I think they're a team that, you know, you're probably going to be scared of going into the playoffs, uh, but one that is probably going to peter out uh, once we get into April and May. Final thoughts, since I mentioned the Lakers and that unlikely run to the Western Conference Finals last year, beating the Warriors along the way. We've got Golden State on the road in Denver. We never talk about the reigning champs for whatever reason. I'm, I'm not sure what that's all about. Maybe it's East Coast and West Coast bias. They're tucked away there in the mountain time zone. Sean, we're all guessing, but you know better than I do, having spent a lifetime in sports journalism, things leak for a reason. I'm sure you saw today's report that Draymond Green, in addition to his individual counseling sessions, is now interacting with Warrior GM Mike Dunleavy Jr. and other officials with virtual meetings. Is that telling you that we can expect to see Draymond at some point this season? Oh, I think there's no question. You know, probably after the new year, uh, and and not not very far uh, into uh, into January. I'd say early January we'll see him back. Um, you know, this is a, a different approach that the league is taking. I think the league is uh, trying to weigh the, the 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 realities of what they've seen from Draymond Green and what the history has been, both from him and from the way the league reacts to. Uh, to punishment for players who act that way on the floor. Uh, and the league is trying to take in this other sort of more holistic view of, okay, let's talk about mental health and let's, let's, let's take this seriously as, as a potential mental health issue. And it's trying to, try, trying to thread that needle and it's, it's, it's difficult to do. Uh, but Draymond Green is, I think, something of a, of a test case for that. Uh, and that's what we're seeing here. Um, I think they want it to be successful. So whether it whether it actually is or not, I think you're going to see the league kind of uh, nudge him back maybe sooner than, than some people would expect. I think early January is probably what we're looking at. Sean, as always, I appreciate the information and the insights. Great to reconnect. Thanks so much for being generous with your time today. Happy holidays. Appreciate you taking a moment to join us on the Rich Eisen Show. Well, thank you, Brian. Nice to talk to you again. Sean Devaney, longtime basketball writer. Check out his current work as the NBA insider for Heavy.com. I'm Brian Weber, meaning, with that conversation concluded, we only have one more guest before the end of the program. Final content block. That's me just being too precise with the language. I don't like saying segment because you at home don't really know what a segment is, right? We will wrap up the program. How about that? In plain English, when we talk more NFL, which I'm going to jump back into momentarily. Coming up, 2.40 Eastern time, another close personal friend, Nick Ferguson, former radio partner of mine. We have worked on holidays together. Nick now, a marquee host in Denver. Former NFL safety, spent a decade in the league among the teams he played for, the Broncos, in addition to the Jets and the Texans. Mentioned in passing, Sean and I used to speak with regularity when the second edition of the Brian Weber show got canceled. That was circa 2019, I think that went down, and then the whole network went down. But the circle of life, especially for the young people, I know you like to be lectured by an anonymous voice on the radio. I'm Brian Weber, now feeling egotistical. In for Rich Eisen, 844-204-7424. And you can always tweet at me, BW Weber, Weber with two Bs. We're getting back to the NFL in less than 10 minutes. We'll shift our attention to the second game coming up. Can the Eagles find their way defensively? Not today against the Giants, but in the games that are going to matter come playoff time to jumpstart 
a possibility of getting back to the Super Bowl. That's coming up. I am in the exact same studio I used to host the second version of the Brian Weber show before it went down. And it went down for a reason. I'm not questioning why things happen. But I remember the last time I left here, and thankfully I did not dynamite that bridge. As I get older, I'm enjoying putting a flamethrower, sent to the woman, reference for you, to some people that deserve it. Again, the difference of being 54 rather than 34 and having a couple bucks in the bank. But it is astonishing to me, beyond my sincere gratitude and deep appreciation, to have a chance to support Rich's outstanding brand, to be back in the same studio when I signed off. And again, I didn't say anything regrettable. I never thought I'd be back on the radio again. I said, okay, that was a good 30 years. And here I am enjoying the holiday with you. It's halftime in New York. Nick's playing well. From the home crowd at MSG, a 62-51 lead over the Bucks. Mention Jalen Brunson's been locked in. He's got 20 at halftime. R.J. Barrett playing well as well, so a lot of production from the backcourt. Barrett's got 18. Giannis held in check. He only has nine on four of ten shooting. Dame Lillard slightly better, also four of ten from the floor, but he's got 12 points. Coming up, much more NFL to get to, I promise That's all the NBA we're discussing today. I'm back with you tomorrow. We will use today's games as a foundation to talk about what's coming up. And let me just put a nice footnote to what Sean laid out in precise detail. I don't think it's over-the-top hyperbole to make the argument, especially in the West. This is the deepest NBA I can recall because I focused on the games coming up To drive the conversation, if I was just talking about the best team in the West, I should have spoken to Sean about the Minnesota Timberwolves. And if you're not paying attention, I fully understand. A lot of you in the old days would parachute into the NBA on Christmas Day because it was the first time you were seeing basketball on a regular basis. Plus, it was a smorgasbord of hoops you couldn't avoid it, and there was no football on other than the Aloha Bowl And the blue-gray game, Google that, kids, college all-star game in Alabama. thing I remember about that was the players would get together and slap the logos of the respective schools on their helmets, so it was a hodgepodge, a visual delight. But if you were just sliding into the NBA, as the NFL now is heating up in the stretch run, Minnesota is not an aberration. If you go back to last year, they actually played the Nuggets better than anybody did in the postseason. Anthony Edwards is a flat-out superstar. Sean mentioned Carl Anthony Towns as one of the superstars who said thanks but no thanks to James Dolan, wouldn't take his money. Rudy Gobert living up to the form that's made him a former Defensive Player of the Year. Minnesota is legit. They're not going anywhere. Oh, by the way, I can say the same thing about Oklahoma City. All that young talent led by Shea Gilgis, Alexander, a healthy Chet Holmgren, Denver's the reigning champs, Sacramento, a lot of fun to watch with De'Aaron Fox, talked about the Suns. I'm not sold on the Warriors with or without Draymond. Draymond has issues to deal with, but if I could be like my my. Dear old dad, hey, Draymond, and my dad would just boil things down to its essence, stop punching people. Stop choking people. Stop stomping on people. And in no way am I trying to diminish 
mental health challenges, especially during the holidays. But this comes down to personal responsibility. Have control of your emotions. And the problem is he's been enabled every step of the way by the Warriors. Going back to when he punched Jordan Poole in the face, why do you think that tape was leaked to TMZ? Because someone or several someones within the organization thought to themselves, this is too much. Draymond has the longest leash in the NBA because of what he meant on those championship teams. Now you've seen the decline, especially offensively. He can't do anything. But step number one for Draymond, in addition to all the counseling that's going on, and I hope it's moving him to a better headspace. And I understand he's got to play on the edge. I fully get it. Stop punching people. There's your commentary on a Christmas day. Nothing but football the rest of the way, and I can use Kansas City and Vegas as a catalyst to drive further conversation. That's leading up to Game 3 of the Triple Header, Game of the Year, Ravens and Niners. We'll break it down in detail. Coming up, we'll focus on Game Number 2 between the Eagles and the Giants. Nothing better than having a Triple Header to accompany this fine radio program. Even if Philly ends their three-game losing streak today, as they should against Tommy Cutlets and company, will they leave their significant issues behind them? That's coming up. If you want to chime in, 844-204-7424. You can tweet at me, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. I appreciate you spending part of your Christmas with us. I'm Brian Weber on the special holiday edition of The Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat, where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit gametime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So sleep number helps me. My sleep number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com.
I'm Brian Weber. We continue on this live Christmas Day edition of the Rich Eisen Show. You can pick up the phone, 844-204-7424, to be totally upfront with you. Whenever I'm in the chair and I'm with you tomorrow and Wednesday, then you get the holiday gift. My pal Dan Schwartzman taking over the rest of the week. If you want to get interactive, any show that I'm hosting, the best avenue to take is social media. Hit me up on the X, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Triple header of the NFL underway with four minutes to go in the opening quarter in Kansas City. Raiders putting together a promising drive that's now a red zone opportunity looking for the first score of the game. Three minutes ago in the first, scoreless, Las Vegas and Kansas City with the Raiders now at the KC-16. I will do the disclaimer, I can't give you play-by-play, nor should I, but I can keep you updated as to what's going on, and if a touchdown or a field goal results, I'll let you know. A reminder, if you're really interested in the game, I don't want you going anywhere, but if you were inclined to check out a National Football League game, you can stream the NFL on Westwood One for free. Sponsored by AutoZone all season long, you can listen to every Westwood One broadcast of the NFL Live on the NFL app or by asking Alexa to open WWO Sports or on your Westwood One affiliate stations, digital platforms. That's right, you can stream Kevin Harlan, Kurt Warner, and Rich all season long for free and get in the zone with AutoZone. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help you find a fix for free. Get in the zone. AutoZone restrictions apply. And it's nice to be with friends during the holidays. I'm at a production facility that includes other broadcasts going on. And apparently I'm learning there are a collection of Raider fans because in the middle of that read, I heard through what are supposed to be sound reinforced walls a lot of people cheering, so I'll let you know if that's a touchdown or a field goal. But now, as if I don't have enough issues with my own challenges, I tend to meander a bit. Now I'm going to be reacting every time the crowd goes wild. Coming up in 15 minutes, since we have an AFC game going on, we'll jump over to that conference. Explain to me, I believe in the wisdom of crowds, how in the world did Joe Flacco Go from mowing his lawn, if he wants to, I'm guessing with his long and prosperous career, he might have folks to help him. How'd he go from hanging out at the crib to now playing at an exceptionally high level for a Browns team, barring an implosion, that's on their way to the postseason? We'll tackle that coming up. I can let you know the Raiders got bogged down inside the red zone Settle for the field goal attempt. It's good. So it's the Raiders in front of the Chiefs. 3-0 with a minute and 15 seconds to go in the opening quarter. We'll keep you posted. But part of my job is to live up to my pledge. And I mentioned we would focus on the second game coming up after the conclusion of whatever happens the rest of the way between the Chiefs and the Raiders. It'll be the Giants, who are at least marginally interesting with the Tommy DeVito story, although... He came crashing back to planet Earth last week against the Saints. Taking on a Philadelphia team that is dealing with a variety of issues, although Dallas's latest road loss now puts the Eagles in position to take that division because 
They should win at home today. If you can't beat the Giants at home, turn in your postseason ticket and just say we're not playing playoff football. And then looking ahead, you don't have to. It's my job after all. Eagles host the Cardinals, who actually played with intensity yesterday. Made things interesting in Chicago. As a sidebar, the Bears now at 6-9, and nine, they have doubled their win total from last year. And I was doing coaches in trouble. And I just enjoy saying the name Matt Eberflus, even if he winds up unemployed. I guess you could make the argument to bring back Matt Eberflus if the McCaskey family wants to be cheap. At this point, wouldn't you just blow it up? Especially if you're going to use the number one overall pick that you're getting from Carolina based on last year's deal to draft Caleb Williams. And Caleb Williams, to me, is not, I'm going to say it again, not necessarily going to be an NFL superstar. I think a lot of it comes down to where he goes. And we've seen, and again, I don't want to be the prisoner of history, but we have seen the quarterbacking conundrum for a half century in Chicago. So if you're going to go all in to take Caleb Williams, you better get the right head coach. And Lincoln Riley, if you believe people connected to USC, and I'll give you my academic background, I wasted a lot of money to get a master's at the University of Second Choice, Southern California, as we say here. I'm an alum. I can make that joke. People close to the program keep saying that Lincoln Riley desperately wants to follow Caleb Williams to the NFL because he's only been successful with Caleb Williams at Oklahoma and a degree of success this year, although he would not, talking about the coaching debacle led by Lincoln Riley, wouldn't fire his longtime friend Alex Grinch, ho, 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 and that USC defense was abysmal this year. But Arizona coming up for the Eagles next week. That should be a gimme win. Plus, Arizona, thank you very much, is still trying to lose to, quote-unquote, maximize their draft possibilities. They're sitting on a total of three wins. Carolina right in front of them with two. The Cowboys, if you're a Dallas fan, you got to feel good about going back to Jerry World because you can't win on the road, as we saw again yesterday. It's Dallas taking on Detroit in a marquee matchup on Saturday. Yes, we have more Saturday football coming up. So, to put that all together, Dallas with a tough test, even at home where they have that long, glittering winning streak going on, and I don't believe in the Lions as much as many people do, as happy as I am for every long-suffering Michigander having to endure decades of futility. It's a more straightforward path to wrapping up the division for the Eagles. With that, you host a playoff game. But if you're an Eagle fan, tell me, how is this team going to go find that switch? Wherever that switch is, flip it and get back to where they were, not even last year, because we know, as now I'm dusting off all the cliches, it's a week-to-week league, as the Bills personify. So you can't come up with a fair comparison year-to-year. You just have to drill down and say, over the last month, if you want to make it more precise. Well, over the last month, Philadelphia has been awful. Now they've lost three straight. What does it say that Nick Sirianni went to Matt Patricia, of all people, to take over as a defensive play caller at this stage of the season? Did you watch that Monday night game? How did Drew Locke look like Joe Montana? Where was the coverage? 
James Bradbury is still on fire. Forget about Toast. It was an inferno as the secondary for Philly got carved up at the same time. It's a team game. We're not talking about one-on-one pickleball. Another quick sidebar. Please get pickleball off my television. And I worked in racket sports for 20 years before I walked away in spectacular fashion. A tennis channel. You talk about burning a bridge. Pickleball, I'm glad you're out there playing. I'm pushing my mid-50s. I want the cardio as well. I don't need it on my TV. And there's your commentary. But if Jalen Hurts in that offense, and I don't know where the running game has gone, behind that defense that was carrying the team last year, one of the most productive tallies of sacks we've ever seen in NFL history last year. Well, the defense now less reliable, meaning there's more pressure on the offense. Well, if Jalen Hurts, and I know he had extenuating circumstances last week, he was sick. And he flew privately, not to cough on his teammates. Still, it's professional football. And if you're on the field and you're one of the top 10 quarterbacks in the NFL, get a first down and end that game. Because Drew Locke should never have been in position to come up with a heroic. Still, Philly's up by a couple touchdowns and everything changes. Because this team, to me, is still searching for their identity, which is bizarre as we're knocking on the door to move into January for a team coming off a run to the Super Bowl and having a lead against Kansas City. But when Jalen Hurts decided to go public at the podium post-game on Monday night and talk about a lack of commitment, that tells you all you need to know. He's not saying that to try to come up with an explanation for that game or the recent free fall. And remember, the losses have been absolutely gruesome. We talk so much about it's going to be the game of the year. Well, I'm hyping Baltimore-San Francisco as the game of the year, but thankfully I was not here to tell you, well, when the Niners and the Eagles get together in the rematch of the MC title game, it's going to be the game of the year. How'd that work out? And then Dallas annihilated Philadelphia. You thought Seattle was a get-right opportunity. Nothing doing. I don't know what's going on with this team. And I'm not trying to be Dr. Phil 3,000 miles away saying there are internal issues. But something is amiss. And you can't say it's the Super Bowl hangover. Remember, for years, the team that lost the Super Bowl would have a huge setback the following year. Not the case. But Philadelphia, even as they were accumulating Win after win and getting to 8-9, now 10-4. and four. The record was symmetrical to last year, but it was clearly not the same team. All you had to do was watch the games. But if you're asking me, do I believe more in the Eagles or the Cowboys, you know, this, this is not exactly a beauty pageant at this point. Thankfully, we don't have to go to the judge from Slovenia to hold up the card to tell me which is a better team. We'll find out in the postseason. And I'm not bearing the Eagles. I have much more confidence they can find their way forward. It starts today by beating up on the hapless Giants, then reinforce it next week by abusing the Cardinals who want to lose. But get that ground game going again and find your core values, not to get too deep on a holiday edition of the program. This defense drove the run to the Super Bowl last year. 
it's largely the same defense. Obviously, with the inevitable brain drain when you lose both coordinators coming off an appearance in the Super Bowl, it's going to have a tangible impact. And we've seen that with now Gannon in Arizona and Steichen doing a nice job at Indy, although what happened to the Colts yesterday? They made Taylor Heineke look like Johnny Unitas. And what happened to that entire division? Well, I'll tell you as we make the move to the AFC coming up. They pulled an offer. The entire AFC South, winless. Jacksonville now falling apart. But just to put a period on the Eagles conversation, there's still time to figure it out. Especially with mediocre opponents to beat up starting today. You do it again next week against Arizona. You win the division, but something's got to change with the framework of last year being the path forward. Tighten up that defense. It's basically the same collection of guys. Maybe the scheme is different. I don't want to do X's and O's radio. It's dreadfully boring. Offensively, get that run game going again. You know going to A.J. Brown anytime you want. It's going to work for Jalen Hurts. So I'm not shoveling dirt on the Eagles, but just as someone who likes to watch outstanding teams measure up to their potential, today if they go out and stomp on the Giants 35-7, to I'll feel a lot better than I do presently about gangrene. I'm Brian Weber, in for Rich Eisen, 844-204-7424 is the phone number. You can tweet at me, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Just underway in the second quarter in Kansas City, it remains the Raiders in front of the Chiefs, 3-0. I'll keep you posted, and that'll be a nice transition to our AFC conversation. Joe Flacco turning back the clock. It helps he has a transcendent defense to support him, making Amari Cooper look like Jerry Rice, so... How much should we be buying Cleveland as we get closer to the postseason? As we dissect the potential wildcard teams, are the Browns undeniably poised to make the deepest playoff run? And what in the world has happened to Jacksonville? We're talking AFC. That is on the way. I'm Brian Weber. Thanks for spending part of your Christmas with us. As we continue, this is a Christmas Day edition of The Rich Eisen Show. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.
We continue live on this Christmas Day. Brian Weber back with you. Always an honor to keep the chair warm for Rich, who has been absolutely everywhere throughout the holiday season. Called that game last night in Denver. Don't call it Sunday Night Football. The holiday special on NFL Network, even though it was played on Sunday night. If you stayed up late, actually, things turned out to be pretty dramatic Looked like the Patriots were going to run away with the game. Russell Wilson found his sink, tied it up late, and then the Patriots came up with just enough to get in the field goal range, hit that field goal that traveled better than 50 yards in the closing seconds, effectively knocking Denver out of playoff contention. And they were already metaphorically on life support after getting abused by the Lions the week before. We're talking AFC football presently. We'll get back to the NFC to start the final hour of the program. An hour from now, we'll bring in our second and final guest, taking you across the NFL, and we will spend a good portion of our time together getting you fully lined up for what could be the game of the year. Ravens taking on the 49ers. Looking forward to checking in with an old friend, Nick Ferguson, the former NFL safety who played for the Jets, Texans, and Broncos. 12 minutes to go. In a low-scoring first half in Kansas City, Raiders maintaining a 3-0 lead over the Chiefs. I'll keep you posted. What's on the line for both teams? Well, for Vegas, Antonio Pierce is trying to keep that job and lose the interim tag. 3-3 since taking over for Josh McDaniels. I'm not a Raider insider anymore again. I keep going back to things that occurred 20 years ago, but... When I was a local sportscaster in San Francisco, I was on the Raider beat. That's why, if you were with me early, I had that little aside, the jab about the tuck rule. I wasn't rooting for the Raiders. I just wanted to travel more in the postseason that year. Raiders are so hard to ascertain because, much like the Raider team I covered, that was a reflection of one man and one man only in Al Davis. Mark Davis makes... Mercurial. There's a big word on a Monday and a holiday decisions. It is puzzling to figure out how Mark Davis thinks. Whatever you think of the Raiders at 6-8, and eight, at least they're showing a lot more energy, and that's, I think, a direct correlation to what Antonio Pierce has brought this team. Certainly the swagger of a former player. Is he the right guy to fix this team? I'm not sure. Now, defeating Kansas City on the road in KC... If Pierce can get that done today, he might get hired on the plane back to Las Vegas because Mark Davis is just that erratic and emotional, but loads of time, as mentioned, just a few minutes off the clock to start the second quarter. 3-0, Vegas on top of KC. We'll keep you posted. Kansas City looking to rally and move to 10-5. If they win this game, they lock up their eighth consecutive AFC West division title, but... There's a real probability, not just a possibility, for the first time in his brilliant career, Patrick Mahomes is going to have to play a road playoff game, depending on how things are slotted with the seeding in the AFC. Spent a lot of time in the first hour giving you my takeaways of the Dolphins and the Cowboys. A reminder, you miss any portion of any program on the Rich Eisen Show. You can listen anytime on demand with the Sparkling Podcast. So, Let's move over to the wild cards. And if you're just talking about 
value. I'm not saying Joe Flacco is the MVP. But if you're talking about instant impact, and more to the point, the most resilient team I can recall, and I've been doing this now, I'm going to sound like Mike Francesa, for more than 10 minutes. How are the Browns 10-5? and five? Because like the rest of the NFL, when Nick Chubb went down with that horrific knee injury that thankfully they did not replay on Monday Night Football, like everyone else, I followed conventional wisdom and said, well, that's it for Cleveland this year. In no way underestimating their defense. Defense, never in doubt. And we saw it when they beat the 49ers. Miles Garrett and company are locked in. And they will beat you up and they will punch you in the mouth. And that's what any transcendent defense has to do. But to lose your best offensive player... To go through the entire Deshaun Watson experience, and I'm in a good mood on a holiday, I I don't want to waste time on the creep. And remember, whatever Flacco does, they're still on the hook, Jimmy Haslam and company are, to all that upcoming guaranteed money due Deshaun Watson, and they've gotten nothing, absolutely nothing in return. Wonderful ROI return on investment. They also, talking about Cleveland, have suffered massive injuries on the offensive line, yet somehow, someway, here they are as the likely five seed in great shape to be the top wild card from the AFC, right in front of Buffalo, who's also, to me, very intriguing, fully acknowledging that the Bills have been maddening this year with their inconsistency. And it's not even an issue of going to number two or number three or number four on the depth chart. They've had a healthy Josh Allen, finally getting the ground game going. Wonderful things happen when you incorporate a running back as impactful as Cook, as we saw in the beatdown of the Cowboys a week ago. But Cleveland went through DTR, P.J. Walker, anybody they could find from the XFL, UFL, or off the street, and then they called Joe Flacco. And maybe you could say, well, he was rested and focused. My concern, if you're a Brown fan, is we see this all the time with backup quarterbacks. For example, we saw it from Jake Browning. A week ago, we were fitting him for a gold jacket in that dramatic comeback win in overtime against Minnesota. You saw how emotional he was in Cincinnati, motivated by the fact that the Viking franchise had cut him. I'm going to stick it to you. Okay. And then he woke up on Saturday, and he was Jake Browning again. And Steeler fan, I'll get to you coming up in the final hour of the program. Not only are you, quote-unquote, stuck with Mike Tomlin, according to Mike Florio, Pro Football Talk, he said this pregame, and we knew how the Rooney family is inclined, They were already interested in locking up Tomlin to a contract extension, and that's before Mason Rudolph finally gave him some production at quarterback. George Pickens has been immature. Only a fool tried to defend his lack of interest in blocking, but he showed you what a dynamic playmaker he was, shredding up Cincinnati. And here the Steelers are, still in the mix at 8-7 and in what is a jumbled mess in the middle of the AFC. The concern for Joe Flacco 
would come down to this. And he's been terrific. Now, he has had too many giveaways, a couple more interceptions yesterday. But make it three consecutive games now with Flacco having better than 300 yards. 265 going to Amari Cooper. And as much as I respect what D'Amico Ryans has done this year, how can that happen if you're the Texans? Sure, not having C.J. Stroud changes everything, and I couldn't believe that Case Keenum is still in the NFL. How, how is that even a possibility? But my wondering out loud about Joe Flacco would come down to this. Can he keep it going? Because we see this happen all the times when backup quarterbacks get opportunities. They get hot. They cobble together. Not one, not two, maybe three, maybe four games. Then they fall off the cliff. Good news for Cleveland. They're going to go to the playoffs. Bad news is that sharp decline could occur on Wild Card Weekend. I'm Brian Weber in for Rich Eisen. Lousy clock management one more time. So we'll get to Jacksonville and the implosion of the entire AFC South yesterday next. 844-204-7424. Is the number to call. Hit me up on Twitter, B.W. Weber, Weber with two Bs. Final hour, straight ahead. I'm Brian Weber. This is The Rich Eisen Show. 